Darkcast Network. Out of the shadows come the best indie podcasts. Hi everyone, I'm Pat. And I'm Darcy. Welcome to the Pot of Terror. So Darcy, drive-throughs. Do you use them? Do you enjoy them? (laughs) Don't know about enjoy, but I definitely use them. (laughs) It does save you the hassle of going inside, so in a way. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, is this cliche of, the ice cream machine always being broken. Oh, yes. I very rarely go through the drive-thrus because mm. it's not my jam. But anyway, Florida, drive-thru, mm-hmm. Wendy's. Um, so this 23-year-old man pulled up to grab his order and um, they handed him a drink. And when the worker turned around, the man allegedly reached into the back of his truck and threw a three-and-a-half-foot alligator through the open window and it landed inside of the restaurant. No way. Yeah. Do they have CCTV of this? Yeah. That's it happened. crazy. It fucking happened. So, <laughs> so apparently the guy, I don't know, I don't know, he must have been high on something, of right? Of course, yeah. Because he said that he found a poor gator just on the side of the road. He picked it up, he went to Wendy's, and then he said he decided, you know how, is it, this weird thing, I don't know if it still happens, but it was like, whatever, and throw a drink back at the drive for oh, stuff yeah, or that's whatever. Right, yeah. Yeah, but he threw a gator. So, um, yeah, the police were obviously called, like, what do we do with it? And um, the gator was later released into a nearby canal. So just, you know, bye. Sorry about that. And um, the customer is facing charges of aggravated assault and unlawful possession of and transportation of alligators. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Another news in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, Florida. But yeah, we've spoken about Florida and how is the yeah. And who picks up a random alligator from That's the side what I'm of the saying. road? Saying the man must have been like he must have been, his... or he's used to these kind of animals. Maybe I don't know. But, I mean, three um, and a half foot is pretty. You know, that's a decent size. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's not something I would be putting in the back no. of my truck. But whatever. But, but he wanted to go all crocodile hunter on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But anyway, let's get to the main story. Anatoly Tolik, to his friends, was born in Lasky, Ukraine in 1959, whilst Ukraine was still under Soviet control. His mother died when he was four, and he and his brother, who was 13 years older um, than him, were left with their abusive father. So, not ideal. It wasn't long until he was dropped off at an orphanage in Pruitny Volinoblast. His grandmother took him there and stayed for a few days to help him adjust, which is quite honestly heartbreaking. Um, she then visited him frequently and dropped off care packages and that kind of stuff. She was just kind of like keeping an eye on how That's he nice. was doing. Yeah, it's unclear why he was left there, but obviously his brother was quite a bit older than him, so possibly his dad just couldn't be bothered with actually raising a child because yeah. the brother being 13 years older. He's basically ready an adult to work and help nib. around the yeah. place, yeah. At 14, he enrolled at a college of forestry, but his interest in education soon died down and he became disruptive and left in the end. And I actually Googled, I was like, forestry, obviously trees. I was going to say. But it sounds like such a fun it kind does. of education to have. It's, yeah. It covers so much and it sounds, I'm a bit of a tree hugger me. So it really sounds like kind of a fun And a degree in for- forestry actually sounds kind of cool. It does, doesn't it? It's yeah. Like, what do you do? But yeah, no, he unfortunately didn't stick it out. He joined the army at 17. After he was discharged, he got a job at Maxim on Maxim Gorky, a cruise ship out of Odessa, and he had a side hustle there, stealing money from passengers' cabins. 
He started dating a young waitress, and three years in, she became pregnant. He quit his job on the ship to settle down with his new family, you know, just like kind of be an adult and all that. But soon after, he went out to get cigarettes and never returned. Decided to be one of those dads. Um, He abandoned them and never made any attempt to reconnect, which um, in hindsight is probably good for them, to be honest. Looks like um, he became, basically after that, he became a thief and a petty criminal. It was kind of the 80s, 90s at that point, and the USSR was collapsing, so it was an extra chaotic mm. kind of time. So it was a bit easier for him to get away with his crimes, and, you know, everything was tits up in the country. I mean, Jesus Christ, it was just like, you know, which way it was up. And so apparently he tried to rob his landlady, who walked in on him. In a panic, he killed her, and then he fled. And to be honest, that's all we know about this. He was never really looked for in this crime. It's just one of those, you know, no witnesses, no leads, nothing, nothing. It's just apparently he did it. He made a friend at the gym, Sergei Rogozin. The sources are very kind of patchy here, but overall, Rogozin was there for the first nine murders. Wow. Just the first nine. Nah, no biggie. <laughs> so they were basically thieving together, and one day in 1989, they saw a car pulling a trailer behind it and decided to rob it, because obviously there must have been some goodies in there. But Anatoly took it one step further. He shot the couple in the car. He allegedly threatened to kill Rogozin's family if he reported it. In all the sources, they were kind of um, robbing a home where a whole family of ten was murdered, and then another one claimed that it was three sets of motorists. So the first couple with the trailer, um, another couple, and a family of five. A man, his three sisters-in-law, and an 11-year-old boy. And it seems to be the one that actually happened. The one, the two, two couples and the family with the child. Okay. But all we know for sure is that Rogozin was there for the first nine murders so he would they would just set fire to the cars after the murders just you know easy peasy rob them yeah. kill them burn it go no one no one knows the thing and that was the end of the spree for now onoprienko spent the next six years traveling around europe and we don't really know much about what he was up to around that time but he was apparently deported from austria and germany during those years so he could not have been exactly the you know, most upstanding citizen at all and when he returned to Ukraine, it was a fully independent state, which in our current climate seems like a weird thing to say, considering the things in Ukraine, but we're not getting political here. So anyway, when he got back, he realized that his murders were actually long forgotten by authorities, and his second spree started, but this one was much more deadly. Okay, so, uh, sorry, babe, so was uh, was one of the reasons he left? Was because he was worried that the murders were going to catch up A little bit, and so it was part mainly that, but also like the kind of, you know, it was the economic kind of reasons. Like lots of people just travel. get jobs out of the country, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you go around Europe, like, you know, travel, yeah, Yeah. lots of, even in my kind of like family back in the 80s, they would all just travel around. It was to get away from the regime, first of all, and then get some money and then get away from the regime. But then in the end, he decided to come back to Ukraine. So when he got back, he visited some relatives who were hunters and he promptly robbed them and stole their guns. Because that's that's what good relatives do. That's what what I expect from my relatives. (laughs) Um, He cut off the barrel of the gun, creating a sort of shotgun. And this time he wanted to be remembered for what he's done. He didn't really have anywhere to go, so he stayed with his cousin, Piotr, in West Ukraine. 
Piotr's wife was suspicious of Anatoly and she wanted her husband to make him leave. She's like, I don't like your cousin very much. Can you please bye-bye? But he was kind of reluctant to kick him out. She was like, oh, family, yeah. and, you know, that kind of shit. It's hard to say no, whatever. But instead, he set him up with a lovely lady he knew. Anna Kozak, Kazak, sorry, was a divorced mother of two who had a spare room, which is very convenient. And the two hit it off very nicely straight away. So they kind of became a, became an item, moved in. Okay. You know, basically, yeah. instead of kicking him out, he pushed him off to someone Somebody else. Somebody else, all right. Yeah. So, so well, he, that's one way to do it. The easiest way, isn't yeah. it? Oh, no, I'm a good guy, but here's this lovely lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course I'd love to have you, your family, but... But... <laughs> here's my friend the better you. option. <laughs> so, um, Anatoly told her that he was a travelling businessman, so she didn't really bat an eyelid when he was gone for days at a time. Which, fair enough, really, and even now, yeah. you know, so when you're travelling for work, trying to sell that's shit, true. it's fine. Winter of 1995 was one of the harshest on record. It was up to minus 40 degrees Celsius. Yeah, like, literally. <laughs> and understandably, there were lots of silly things going on. Like, you know, power cuts and blackouts, obviously, everything yeah. is just dying in that kind of temperature. And unfortunately, it made for perfect conditions for Anatoly. In December of 95, a man called Nikolai Zaychenko opens a door, his front door, because there was some sort of noise outside, and he was like... His wife was like, just go and check it out. Yeah. Let's, let's see what's going on. So he opened the door just to take a little look, and he's killed on the spot. And Natalie went inside and found his 25-year-old wife on her knees begging for mercy. He stabbed her five times and searched the house. That's petrifying. Mm-hmm. He finds two children, one of them a three-month-old. He kills them both and sets the house on fire. He cut off Nikolai's wife's finger to get her ring. He said... Cutting through it was like cutting a small branch. Very easy. Like cutting through butter. And later, he was proposed to Anna with that same ring. No way. You know, it's so common with these people that they steal jewelry and then give it to the women in their so lives. So they can see those women wear that same jewelry. It's just different then, level of yeah, horrible, and isn't then it? They, and they relive the event. Yeah. How creepy is that? So, ugh, I hate everything about that, honestly. Mm. A week later... Uh, Piotr Krikunov is putting up curtains in his new home. Yeah. And Natalie enters and shoots him in the head. He then kills his wife and her two twin sisters. On 6th of Jan, he killed four motorists. And, um, yeah, basically that, that would be his target. So you will see that it's normally people kind of broken down on the side of the motorway yeah. or like, you know, just like, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Or families in houses. It's normally villages yeah. where kind of... Not abandoned, not abandoned, what I'm talking about. It's, but it's yeah. just not like your isolated, not, yeah, isolated, yeah, yeah isolated, kind of like, yeah. you know, villages with like, mm. little, and a lot of it, a lot of the time it would be like multi generational households as well. So hence, it's just like, and this guy will kill anyone. Man, oh, he woman, has. Doesn't he matter doesn't care. what age, what gender, nothing. Does not care. Yeah. It's so crazy. Um, yeah, it just doesn't matter. He's just like, boom, 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 just to yeah. make sure that he's not caught. On 17th of January, he was in the village of Bratkovici, which will be important later. Bratkovici yeah. was his kind of like main hunting, hunting ground, yeah. which is insane because it's a really small village. And he targeted the Pilat family, five people, including a six-year-old. Yeah. That same night, he killed two potential witnesses, a 27-year-old female railway worker and a 56-year-old passenger. So basically, once he murdered the entire family, the next person he saw, he would kill them just to make sure. 
that he wouldn't, you know, there would be no witnesses left. Literally so cruel, just don't give a fuck. All the people he would see in the night, just dead. The guy is clearly paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, so he would, obviously after he's done all of that, he'll set the cars and houses on fire to burn down all the evidence. Um, and he would call kill other witnesses. And there was, it's weird because... There is only one kind of shady source that I found in terms of like rape, because a lot of the time that's kind of part of their <coughs> MO. Um, so I found only one kind of where he could have, he may have raped one woman, but that's the only source. And if he did, which is possible he did, he didn't like it. So he may have done it just to see if it's his jam, but it wasn't. Oh, wow. Yeah, because normally, you know, in those yeah. kind of things, it's not... Yeah, I It's don't usually know. first rape and then murder, isn't it? Yeah. Even the ones where they do break into the family home and stuff, like yeah. that night crawler, well, you know, is it, or night yeah. stalker? It's natural to take yeah. out the men first. Because yeah, they, they do that. The, they take yeah. a, well, get rid of the husbands, and then they tie up the kids and the wife and torture them. But yeah... Uh, yeah, so it's really weird, because it seems like there was only... If at all it happened, only one rape. So he's, yeah. he was, it was, he was not se- sexually motivated. No, and he liked uh, shooting the people, isn't yeah. it? That was his MO, so yeah. It was all sorts of different methods, but mainly yeah. shooting, stabbing, you'll find an axe. He, okay. he was lit, it was chaos. It was absolute fucking chaos with him. Was, so he's resourceful. Very much so, yeah. He finds a way. Mm. <laughs> um, anyway, still in January, he killed a nurse and her two sons and a 32-year-old driver. And then on 19th of February in Olesk, he targeted the Dubchak family. He shot the father and son, again taking out the men, and killed the mother and daughter with a hammer. So the daughter saw him murder her family. She was the last one to die, and he found her praying by her bed. He said, quote, Seconds before I smashed her head, I ordered her to show me where they kept their money. She looked at me with an angry, defiant stare and said, No, I won't. That strength was incredible. But I felt nothing. The girl was seven. It was a seven-year-old that told him to fuck off, basically. And he smashed her head with a hammer. And that seven-year-old, having witnessed her family... She has some serious... Some massive balls. For real. Incredible, incredible balls. Do you think she realised at the age of seven she was not going to come out of this situation? That's what it sounds like, And she was going to die. So she was like, you know what, I'm not going to help you before I die. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like that. It's shocking, isn't it? Because when I was seven, I would be like... Me. Bro, if we has any money, I'll give killer, it to If a killer comes in and after witnessing everything, you best believe I want to do what he tells me to do to like get out of that place. Um, I am in my 30s now. Uh, if someone <laughs> comes in, I'm like, it's right here. Let me show you the code. <laughs> but yeah, it's in- incredible. Even he was like, I was taken aback by this girl's kind of attitude. For seven, for her age, yeah, absolutely. Incredible. incredible. But he fucking killed her anyway. On 27th of February, he slayed the Bonarchik family. He shot the parents and killed the seven and eight-year-old daughters with an axe. He then killed their neighbour who was outside and was a potential witness. So literally he slaughtered, he shot the parents, killed the girls with a hammer, and then he was like, well, this guy is just like, I don't know, just moving the snow away from his driveway or whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to kill him too. He was just ruthless. Three weeks later, he killed the Novosad family in Busk, near Bratkovici. One child in the family had a wound from their throat to their stomach. 
And yeah, by the way, Braskovici, the population was about 1,500 people. I was just going to say, it sounds like it comes from a small place, yeah. Yeah, so it was just like literally a little village, like, you know, just houses scattered here and there, and he's literally targeting these people. So people were living in terror at the time. They were like, "We there's like five, five families here. What are you talking about? Uh, and the authorities didn't like the idea of a serial killer on the loose. But they can't deny it at this point. No. Yeah. But don't forget, this is very much post-Soviet Russia. They never liked the idea of, you know, someone doing this. But they were like, okay, we have to, we can't just fucking leave it. One village. Right, yeah. It's like we're talking tens of murders in yeah. one shitty village. We need to do something about it. And the media as well. You know, the media can be good. They can yeah. be a good influence. And they caught the whiff of a good story in their terms. But it's good yeah. because they, you know, shone a light on the whole yeah. thing. And they actually branded the murderer the Terminator, um, because of how cold, brutal, and plentysome the murders were. It's just like, it is literally like yeah, a machine. give him a cool name. I'm sure he's going to love that. I know, it's one of yeah. those things, isn't it? Like, why do we keep I get on... why they say it, but it doesn't make sense, like, unless it's clever and catchy, but um, I don't think you should feed their egos by ter- saying things like, you know. Nah, the yeah. Terminator is pretty fucking cool, isn't it? Yeah, That's exactly. Bad. Well, yeah, it's not going to help later either. It should be like small pee-pee pants, yeah, something that'll embarrass them. Pee-pee Pants Kevin or something, shouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that should be their names. <laughs> but anyway, by March 1996, it was absolute fucking panic, obviously. Uh, young people were moving back in with their parents, came back from the city to, you know, installing yes. bars in their windows, just protecting their families. Yeah. Because over 40 people were dead with no apparent needs, motive, evidence. There was nothing. It just people literally getting murdered. <laughs> In a small village. Wow. Or like, you know, village. It was all over the shop kind of thing, but it was this village in particular that was especially targeted. And by then, National Guard and over 2,000 police officers were sent out to keep an eye out and try to find the culprit. Which is pretty impressive, but a little bit too late. As he'd normally set the cars and houses on fire, there was no evidence. But eventually, the police found holes in the walls made by the killer's gun, and they could only be made by a certain weapon. A sort of shotgun. In April, a tip came in. It was either Piot, his cousin, the, you know, the original one we spoke about, or a neighbour, reporting a man trying to conceal a shotgun leaving his apartment. Either way, the police were very interested, and they went in undercover, blocked off all the exits, and they weren't really sure what to expect, because obviously it's the Terminator. <laughs> and to be fair, yeah, I mean, they didn't, they didn't know if it was the guy, but like someone trying to conceal a shotgun at that time in that yeah. area, they'd be like, yeah, we should probably check it out. So apparently Anna and her kids, his, you know, partner so, yeah. and her children, they were in church. So police were like, let's just knock on the door. Kids are not there. She's not there. Let's just knock. And he, he was actually expecting them to come back from church. So he just opened it casually. Oh, crap. Yeah. He was just like, hello, welcome to my crib. <laughs> the police um, asked to see his ID. So he went to get it well, pretending to get it, and he tries to grab his gun, but the cops were ready to pounce, so obviously they quickly subdue him, and he was arrested. When they spoke to Anna, she said that he was a loving partner and a great father figure to her children, which, insanity, but not the first one to say that. They searched the apartment and found over 120 articles belonging to the victims, including a tiny, tiny jacket belonging to one of the children he killed. Wow. Which that must be, the visual of that is just (laughs) awful, isn't it? 
He had some tough demands straight away, though, as soon as he was arrested. So he said he wouldn't talk to anyone below the rank of general, because he's that special. One investigator was sneaky, and he went, well, you know, we can't call the general in until you give us some good stuff to pass on to him. We can't just, like, you know, just because you want him, you can't. And that's when he admitted to the first nine murders. He also demanded a kilogram of sweets, some sausage and crackers, or he won't talk. Otherwise. Wow. Yeah, he's got, no, got his, his A whole thing. kilogram of sweets, babe. I know. He's got a sweet tooth. Very much so, isn't it? Jesus. It would take me a year to go from a kilo of sweets, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> but they did get the general in to speak to him. And when the general got there, he did admit to 52 murders. 52? Yeah. I'm just trying to work out, like, well, how many he was going through, like... He clearly, yeah, he had, he was, I don't know, he had a good memory, I suppose. His attorney asked if he did commit all of these crimes, or whether, like, you know, the investigators were kind of, like, putting extra on him on if he was just being a bit fucking weird about it. But he put his hands up to the investigators and said, these hands are all covered in blood. These crimes are all mine. Um, He had been treated for schizophrenia prior to the events we just spoke about, and that was in Kiev. And his therapist suspected that he was a killer, but it seems that it was brushed under the carpet and nothing ever came out of that. So I don't even know why he would... No one really knows. And then that schizophrenia kind of thing disappears as well. So I really don't know. I really don't know what's happened. But apparently, yeah, he has been speaking to, you know, professionals before. And they were like... He's a dangerous man. After arrest, he was interviewed by a panel of psychiatrists and he told them, quote, I hear voices and I talk to those voices. Right now, I'm receiving some information about all of you. Could you imagine being a psychiatrist and hearing that from this person going like, I am receiving messages about you. Must be a fun job. But anyway, he claimed that he once spoke to Hitler, who told him to start a new world war. Anyway, after speaking to the psychiatrist for 28 hours, they decided that he was in control of his actions, was just fucking around with them and just wanting attention. So they were like, he's trying shit. He's perfectly capable of making decisions. He understands what he's done. He's just pretending to, you know. Is that what you think happened, babe? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll discuss that at the end. But I think they are, yeah, I'm not sure. I think they're right. But um, he was deemed fit to stand trial. The law stated that the trial couldn't start until the defendant had the chance to go through all the evidence against them at their own leisure. So there was no deadline. It's just like, here's the evidence. You have to go through it. That's when you can so start So five months, five years, five decades. Uh, yeah. In his case, it was 99 volumes and it took two years because he was just casually going through it. So, you know, it was a shitload of yeah. like photos, yeah, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. So the trial began on 23rd of November 1998 in Zitoma, which had jurisdiction over several of the crime scenes. So that seemed like the best place to go. Soon after, Anatoly demanded to have his state attorney replaced because he got like, you know, just a rando, like, yeah. you know. And they're, they're never happy. They're never. Always, there's always something wrong with they them. They are never happy, yeah. but listen to his demands. So basically, mm-hmm. he wanted someone who is, quote, at least 50 years old, Jewish or half-Jewish, economically independent and has international experience. Kind of needy in terms of, like, his defence, isn't he? But the court said, nah, mate, we're not doing that. Like, you're insane. And he decided to um, refuse to testify further. So he was like, if I don't get a Jewish, old Jewish uh, lawyer, I'm not doing it. So the court was like, 
Fuck you. <laughs> I don't think you should have mentioned the Jewish. Well, that was his point. Like, he wanted to be... Yeah. Apparently, the Jewish ones are the best. I don't know. I don't know what his fucking point was. Uh, but that wasn't the only delay either. The court had to pay travel and hotel bills for the witnesses. And they had 400 witnesses. So, obviously, that's an insane amount of money from all over the shop. That's but, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so they didn't have the funds until the head judge made a televised appeal. And that's when the government decided to cover the cost. They were like, oh, this is fucking embarrassing. We need to cover... Obviously, it's 400 witnesses, yeah. hotels, travel, like food, all of that shit. It's insane, but it's such a big case. They were like, I guess we'll pay. <laughs> Before we crack on with the trial, let's go back to March 96. So that is a month before Natalie was arrested. 27-year-old mechanic Yuri Mozola was detained by Ukrainian security service on suspicion of killing 11 residents of Bratkovichi. He was suspected of being the Terminator. To get a confession, the agents burned him with an iron, applied electric shocks, beat him, broke his ribs, arms and legs, and disfigured his face. Yuri died four days after his arrest, refusing to admit being the Terminator, who obviously was found only a month later. So they found his their scapegoat. In December of 2000, the Evolve Regional Military Tribunal sentenced the agents involved. Pozovnikov, seven years, Molchanov, four years, Gritsak, three years, and two more got amnesty, and one got a five-year suspended sentence. So basically, all of these people that murdered that guy that had nothing to do with it got less than a life sentence between the six of them, and truth be told, they probably got out months into their sentence, because let's face it, secret service, fuck me, did they even see the inside of the cell? So, in their appeal... These agents claimed that Yuri attacked them without warning and that they were forced to them defend themselves, obviously by torturing him, because that's how self-defense works. Anyway, back to the trial. I'm guessing no one believed him, right? Uh, what, Yuri? Yeah. Oh, they didn't give a fuck. They just wanted someone to, you know, confess. And normally, I would think that torture works. I think they wouldn't have to torture me for long for me to confess to whatever they want me to nah. do. But this guy... Yuri guy was like, no, motherfuckers. No, you don't go and get me down for this because I haven't done it. And it took four days, four days of absolute fucking torture and he still didn't. And you know, obviously a month later, Natalie came out and he was like, yeah, I've done it. And they were like, whoopsie daisy. We got the wrong guy. We killed the wrong guy. And it was an accident, but it's all secret service. So don't worry about it. No, 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 That's crazy. Yeah. <sighs> Back to the trial. Anatoly was in a cage, escorted by 15 police officers um, every day. And the public were absolutely fucking fuming, understandably, shouting and spitting at him. And the court was full to the brim. One onlooker said, I came here just to have a look at this beast. He should have been shot already because it's self-evident that he committed all those crimes and is no longer a human being. His behaviour in court, in court was um, a bit odd to some. Um, he was deemed fit to stand trial but he started saying weird stuff that he was a beast of satan all sorts of like old things and prosecution said that he was trying to manipulate the crowd basically given his oscar performance like oh i'm a crazy person yeah. you can't do it to me because i don't know what i've been doing no, 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 no. and sergey do i remember his accomplice for the first nine yes. murders he was there uh he was actually in a cage next to him and he was there obviously for the first murders and stuff but um Sergei claimed that he wasn't actually involved in the original nine murders. And Natalie actually backed it up. He said he wasn't 
he was the one that didn't. Like, Sergei was just a yeah. thief. He wasn't a murderer. Um, and Sergei said that Anatoly was a kind, intelligent, not greedy, and seemed a good-natured person, mm-hmm. which is great. Sergei was convicted of accessory to murder, and he got 13 years, which was later reduced to 12. On March 31st, 1999, Anatoly was found guilty of 52 murders. It took the judge two days to read the verdict, basically, because there's been so many victims. He was sentenced to death by shooting. However, it was a tricky time as Ukraine was about to join the Council of Europe, a committee to uphold human rights, democracy and the rule of law in Europe. So obviously they were not too keen on death penalty. Eh, Europe is not too keen on that one. The Ukrainian president at the time, Leonid Kuchma, Having the members of parliament on his dick, obviously, to carry out the death penalty, had it commuted to a life sentence, and he had a chance of parole at 20. No way. Everyone was pissed. They wanted him to die in agony. They literally wanted him to be tortured to death. He was going around killing innocent people that were minding their own business. For no reason whatsoever. He was breaking into homes. Your house is the safest place to you in the whole world. That's why kind of home invasions are my biggest fear. Because you're... In the street, fuck me up. I don't care. It's a chance, isn't it? (laughs) At home, do not fucking at me. It's my home. It's my safe haven. Honestly, it's horrible. When I watch those clips of family, like homes getting broken into, and family screaming and things, it's like, that's meant to be their ho- their safe place yeah. for the children, the husband, the mother, everyone. Absolutely. So and this guy's going around killing the dads and the brothers, and, you know, murdering really, uh, like, kids. No yeah, children for children no and collecting, um, like, memorabilia. Little, little, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so yeah. that's why everyone was just like, are you fucking serious? But I suppose it's this weird kind of political dance where, oh, look at us, we are such a good country, like, we've got these crazy people, but we don't put them to death because we're too good for that. Even so, if he didn't want to put them to death, the 20 years that parole thing is, is ridiculous. Bullshit, isn't it's it? ridiculous. It's bullshit. But that's how, I suppose, a lot, most of Europe does it. Yeah. They do give them a chance for parole. Mm. Um, but, you know, so that was that. And Anatoly said that he should be executed himself. He said that because he would kill again if he was let out. Wow. Yeah. He said, quote, if he was let out. But this time, it would be worse. Ten times worse. The urge is there. Seize the chance because I am being groomed to serve Satan. And also the Satan thing just kind of came out of like arse end of nowhere. He's just like Chinese shit. <laughs> Literally. Uh, he then spoke regarding the life sentence and the president. Quote, if I'm not killed, I will escape from this jail and the first thing I'll do is find Kukma and hang him from a tree by his testicles. <laughs> oh, so, but the president was just like, oh, we should have put him to death. Probably what he was thinking. <laughs> um, so that was that really and I've got a couple more fun quotes um, to end on he told um, Agents France Press there is no better killer in the world than me anyone who wants to measure up to me can always try and a lot of these wankers say that all of them think that they're the best it's like oh I've got the biggest dick in the world but do you though do you (laughs) alright good for you another one is that's quite sad actually Um, I was an orphan myself so when I killed their parents I decided I should kill them so they wouldn't be orphaned and it's like shut the fuck up no not really that's not how it works no and it no no you the reason why they were orphans was because you killed the parents you know what I mean you made them orphans you know and then like and then now we're supposed to be like and you were hardly an orphan your dad just didn't want you yeah and on top of that so because you heartlessly 
um, yep. you know, decide to kill the kids, but we have to we have to think that you empathised with them. Yeah, just but, like oh, I'm such a good person. Yeah. I didn't want them to be like you know orphans. So I'll, I might as well kill them. Like put them out of the misery. Go around bombing up Gee. orphanages then. Like, Gee, that's a great idea, Darcy. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's, it's such a painful existence for them anyway. Let's just fuck it up. And the last one is, to me, killing people is like ripping open a duvet. Men, women, old people, children, they're all the same. And he died of a heart attack in 2013. Yeah, I was going to ask you, did he get... The 20 years definitely has to be up now. Yeah, yeah. So what happened no. and everything. But no, he died. So he died in prison then, yeah? Heart attack, yeah. No one even fucking, like, attacked him or anything. I'm surprised he managed to stay in prison for that long without actually getting attacked. Yeah, I know, because he was not exactly the most um, liked no. inmate, I wouldn't think. Yeah, I, I agree with you. This, like, the Terminator is just too cool for him, isn't no. it? It's too cool of a nickname. And it's insane that... He had no, but he had a mo of like you know isolated houses, motorists, stranded like you know just random people, and then burn it all down. But I don't know if it was. I think, I think a lot of it was financial gain to start with, and then I don't know if it was just notoriety. If he just wanted to be famous, it sounds like it. He just wanted to be good at something, and he couldn't be good at anything else. So he decided to just kill people. I don't know, but it's. It's one of those where you, you're not really sure of why, but it honestly sounds like he just wanted to be top kind of free, you know, like up there with Chikatilo and all of these other ones. Just like, yeah. Well, guess what, motherfucker? No one really knows about you, so. Wild story. Insane. And the, the fact that he managed to take as many bodies as he did in such a short period of time. Yeah. Is impressive. I yeah. mean, not in a good way. Yeah, no, yeah. it's like, yeah. That came out wrong. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's, it, it, you know, uh, and also, I think that the country, the police force, um, that, they were that, just too preoccupied with all the other outside that, stuff, which thing. I understand, yeah. they A lot of changes were taking place. 100%. A lot yeah, of protest of, and a lot of, you know, people for, people against. There was a lot of, yeah. lot of stuff happening around that time, so obviously they had other things to focus on. And obviously, I kind of get... You know, the wanting to join Europe and all of that. It's just you have to be a little bit tread carefully with yeah. that. But I'm sure most Ukra- Ukrainians would have been happy with him being shot to death. Mm. On screen, ideally. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's just one of those... I suppose it's kind of like their uh, Richard Ramirez. There's just no reason oh, whatsoever. Yes. Yeah. Minus the rape. But like again, yeah. you know... And then they gave him a cool name as well. Remember Night Stalker or that is an awesome Night name. Watcher? Night no, Stalker. Night Stalker. Yeah, and uh, and and apparently that just fueled his thing. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. Don't give cool names no, to these people. I'm telling you, small yeah. wee wee, small wee wee Kevin. <laughs> That's it. Let's just call all of them small wee wee Kevin. <laughs> That's it. Um, but anyway, Darcy, have you got an interesting yes, fact for us I to end on? Do have an interesting fact? Necrophilia. Yes, I love it already. (laughs) (laughs) Involves sexual attraction to corpses, which can include the act of having sex with the dead. Surely this is illegal, right? But in America, there is no federal law against it. In some states, necrophilia is a felony offense, but it's merely a misdemeanor in other states. In over 20 states, there's no law against it. It's not limited to the United States either. There are many other countries that do not have established laws against the act of necrophilia. So in some cases, people were not punished for that particular act. 
I don't like that fact. <laughs> I, I am not liking what you've just said at all. To be fair, I've heard that, yeah, necrophilia, but itself, it's not entirely... It's like that guy. Oh my god, what was his face? The guy, the girl had TB. She died and he, he kept her as a quote-unquote wife and sex doll, basically. Yeah. And they were like, well, you can't really get done for necrophilia because it's just a kind of slap on the wrist kind yeah. of offence. And it was an insane story. But yeah, I'm not liking that. I am not liking that. No. I don't think... Dead or alive, a violation is violation and you're violating that person. No, don't fuck yeah. with dead people. You've ruined the mood even more today, Darcy. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> anyway, thank no, you very much. No, I was kind of surprised. I had no idea, like, that it was... Yeah, that's fucked up. That's yeah. why. Why would you even... know? See you again next Thursday. Thank you. Bye. Wait, before you go, we would love to hear some feedback. So if you could leave us a review or drop us an email at podofterror at gmail.com or find us on any social media at podofterror, we would love to hear from you guys. Bye.